Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there once again and welcome to this episode 153 of the WP Builds podcast. This episode is entitled Losing Clients Before You Even Get Them. It was published on Thursday the 7th of November 2019. My name is Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and I'll be joined a little bit later in a few minutes or so by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com so that we can have our discussion, which, as I've said, is all about losing clients before you even get them. But before we get on to that, just a couple of links to alert you to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. You can use that link to get connected to all the things we do over at WP Builds. Those things might be, for example, signing up to our newsletter list. That is the box on the left hand side. Or you could use the box on the right hand side and you'll be able to sign up to our alerts email. I'm going to really strongly suggest that you do that one. So that's the blue box on the right hand side over at wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe because if you do that I'm going to be sending you some plain text very 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 simple to read and easy to dispose of if you don't even want to open them emails about Black Friday deals that are coming up. Now, they're going to come thick and fast in the next few weeks. And as soon as I hear about them, I'll send you an email. Look at the title, see if it's any interest. If not, throw it away. If it is, open it up and you'll be able to see in just a couple of lines what the deal is and so on and so forth. On that page as well, you're going to be able to sign up on your favorite podcast player. Join our Facebook group of 2,300 WordPressers. And there's other things like our Twitter feed and so on as well. The other link to mention would be wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Over there, I'm going to be putting the deals that I email out from the list I've just described. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. It's a filterable and searchable list of Black Friday deals. Some of them, although they haven't yet started, they have in fact announced the dates and the percentages off. So you can see half a dozen or more right at this moment. So wpbuilds.com forward slash black if you would like to keep up with those. I really appreciate it if you feel that you could click on any of those links because it certainly helps keep this podcast going. The other link I want to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. Feel free to use that form to get yourself on the WP Builds podcast and get your product or service in front of a WordPress specific audience. A bit like these guys. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by WP Feedback. Are client communications eating up all of your time? If so, check out WP Feedback. It's a visual feedback tool for WordPress that's specifically designed to get you and your clients on the same page. You can check that out at wpfeedback.co and Page Builder Cloud. Work faster in your page builder of choice by reusing your cloud save templates. Import and export any layout to any of your WordPress websites. Page Builder Cloud works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, Breezy, Gutenberg, and many more. And you can get a free trial up and running today at pagebuildercloud.co. And by Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive, and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. 
And we really do genuinely, honestly thank our sponsors for helping us put on the WP Builds podcast. Okay, let's get stuck into it today, shall we? Our episode is called Losing Clients Before You Even Get Them. We've been running a little mini-series based upon a book by somebody called Brian E. Thomas. That book is called Watertight Marketing. Episode 149 was all about marketing funnels not existing. Episode number 151 was called Are We Leaking Clients? And today's episode is all about losing clients before you even get them. Well, this is about that time when clients may have committed to you. They may even have signed a contract, possibly paid a very small deposit or something like that. But there's this window where they're not quite on board with you and we don't want clients to be leaving us at that point. So David and I have a chat today about what it is that we do, what it is that we haven't done that Bryony suggests to make sure that we don't leak clients away from us during this crucial period between the time where you have made first contact and the time where you actually start delivering things. It's a really interesting chat and I hope you enjoy it. This discussion we're calling Losing Clients Before You Even Get Them. And we're following on from our last discussion and we're still working to Watertight Marketing by Brownie Thomas, which is a book we've discussed before, but they do stand alone as topics. So in this one, oh, how to explain this, Nathan? Um, we really got to <laughs> talk about. So last time we spoke, we were actually talking about forgotten clients. We were talking about those existing clients who perhaps didn't know any longer what it was, why they were paying us money and all the other things that we did. So we were leaving money on the table. In this case, we're looking at something that she's identified as another potential leak. And that's when you think you've got a client on board. They may even have paid you. But in fact, this is kind of the welcome window. This is the period where they're on high alert, really judging your services. And this is still a potential area where you could lose them, even though they've committed to paying or maybe even signed a contract. So that's the area that we're discussing today. So just to be clear, this is not the this is not necessarily the period of time in between which you've spoken to them maybe for the first time. You've established that uh, you know they need a website and possibly what they need. Um, but there's no payment. Are you? Are we specifically talking today about the period after they've paid, but you haven't really delivered anything yet? I think so, mostly. Okay. Although I think I think it can include because we're going to move on to the next topic that's actually in her book, which will be looking at more how you're kind of getting people to make that kind of initial commitment or that contact with you. So it could indeed be, in my case, uh, as I like now, for them to chat to me as the first uh, conversation. So it could be the gap in between them chatting to me and booking. So I think they're keen, and then I they don't go on to book, or it could be after they book before I actually start building their site. So okay. I think these are all areas where I think it's the welcome window, where you think you've got them as a, a client or a customer and it's all going, you know, can go wrong. Yeah. I don't think we look at this too much, do you? No, no, not really. And in my case, um, as we'll, we'll find out later, I haven't really had too many problems with this particular um, aspect. But there's, I'm sure that lots of people had, you know, this, what did you call it? The window of something. The welcome window is what you referred to. Um, a yeah. period in which they might get away despite the fact that you believe you've got them. Yeah, and the point she's making is that, you know, the fact that them handing over the cash is really just the beginning. It's it's not their end. It's not when they are 
effectively emotionally connected to you. They haven't actually made that commitment to you. So I suppose it becomes more obvious with other businesses. So if you or if you order something online for the first time, you may have paid your money, but your judgments about that company are going to depend on how quickly that item was delivered and whether it met your expectations. And even though that maybe doesn't quite apply to us because we may have had more conversation and somebody may have even gone as far as a contract, I still think this is probably still relevant. I still think it's the difficult point. And I I must admit, until I read a bit from this book, I never really thought about it. I think when somebody appears to have made that commitment, then it's just I'm focused on, well, let's get the, you know, the practical side of doing the job over. Yeah, I think the, the difference with, let's say, for example, um, I don't know, a company online that you're buying a pair of socks from or something like that, you know, yeah. you're, you're going to purchase the socks and the, the, the measure of the quality of this company is something like how quickly it comes, what the box looks like, yeah. whether it's in good shape when it arrives and whether they're the right size, the size that you ordered and all that kind of stuff. So the deliverables are really easy to measure and can be can be turned around quite quickly. Whereas with a website, the deliverables are really kind of at this point completely in flux. You don't really know what they want because you haven't gone down that process potentially. Yeah. You haven't figured all that stuff out. And also it may be many months until something actually is going to be delivered to them. So there's this long, long period of time where, um, where you appear to all intents and purposes from their point of view, to be doing very little. But you might be really busy, but there's not a lot to show for it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And I think the you know, the classic model, which isn't exactly my model or yours, so we're going to be hopeless at this discussion for sure, but <laughs> is, is when you get people signed up to a contract and then generally, you know, you're placing the responsibility on them to get their content together before you will start the build. And to me, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about what this book is saying it's probably not the best experience then is it because you've given them a really hard task to do and you maybe just go dead quiet so their first if you like the first experience of your business is just some hard work to do that's a really good point because building a website does require a lot of boring content to be handed over and gathering that Mm. content is stupendously uninteresting you know whether that's text content or pictures or biographies of people spread throughout your company or whatever it might be it's not particularly exciting and yet that is very likely the one of the first things that they'll be instructed to do um, that allied to the fact that, you know, they might not understand what your process is. They might not get that they've got to share it with Google Drive or some online platform that you've paid for. Yeah, I, I again, it hadn't really occurred to me, but the first task is really boring. I'm just wondering if um, if this is indeed what many people do as their first task or maybe at this point it's possible to insert something simple, interesting and something that kind of gets you together on the same page that you can do quickly, turn it around quickly, demonstrate quality in the same way that I described about receiving the socks in a nice box and they're the right size and so on. Is there something that you could do which, although not actually substantively delivering anything to them, might at least make them think, oh, these guys are taking me seriously? 
Yeah, I think so. It just sounds to me, it sounds, well, I don't think I would listen too much without thinking about this to what the client's expecting from this or do much because I'm, you know, as I said, I'm focused then on the job. And I think I don't do this now, but I used to. And I think it's even worse if you're kind of one of these agencies who like to do it in secret and have this big ta-da moment where you present to what you've been working on mm. for the last month because that's even a longer period and uh, that's a gap really where they haven't they've paid the money but they haven't really got to experience your your business as such that you haven't you know made any kind of connection with them so i think that's dangerous she talks in the book i mean she's obviously talking about all kinds of businesses so she talks about let me just go and have a little look because I jotted some of these down. So these may not be relevant to us, but she talks about how you could have welcome packs, you know, that you, you emailed. So at least they know something's there that you, you spoke about this when we talked about this earlier. Um, You ignore these, don't you? (laughs) I do. Let's say for example, in the case of my utility company, so I've just changed over my gas and electricity supplier and, and they obviously do do that. That's clearly a part of their strategy. They send you more or less a duplicate summary of everything that you've agreed on the booking form and you've agreed to in whatever transaction you've gone through. They send you a summary of that. And and it's very quick, well, at least in my case, it was very quick to realize this is there is nothing new here. This is simply, okay, here's what here's what we've promised. Probably some people will file that away as a as a method of kind of proving in the future that this is what they paid for. But in every case, I'll just chuck it straight in the recycling. Yeah, that's probably okay. I, I was hardly listening there, actually, because you said doo-doo, and my niece would be sniggering at that. <laughs> <listen to> <laughs> that's, that's the level that we've got to. No, but, I, I, but the thing is, if, you know, the whole world is not like me, heaven help us that, that, that it would be, presumably a certain amount of people will be deeply impressed. And also, depending on what it is, I mean, the fact is that example I just gave was very... Yeah uninteresting you know the documentation that i get from my utility company is pretty boring but that could have been turned into anything it could have been a a free small gift it could have been just like a little postcard saying thanks very much got to have you on board it could have been something personally signed i remember when um i joined wp elevation many many years ago somebody hand wrote a letter to say thanks for joining and it wasn't a trivial thing it was like 10, 15 lines long, handwritten, signed at the bottom. And that was so out of the ordinary that I was really impressed and kind of went back to the company and said, wow, thanks for that. That really made a difference. And that probably took a few minutes, but it it, it totally suckered me. And I, I thought that was really impressive. Another thing that I think you could insert at this point, again, trivially easy to do, would be just like um, like a Bongiorno video. Bongiorno being a, a SaaS app, which caters for this exact moment where somebody has just got on board your platform and you want to sort of say thank you so much. You shoot this quick video, paste it in an email, and you're done. And I think things yeah. like that. In, in this day and age where everything is automated, we're trying to make everything as streamlined as possible, reduce the humanity, putting the humanity back strikes people as astonishingly out of the ordinary. And, you know, go back 50 years, it would have been the norm. Now it's not. So it's unusual and makes you feel like warm and fuzzy. 
Yeah, no, I think there's great value in that. But just interestingly, you know, you say you don't really look at the welcome packs, but if there was nothing, at, do you think that's still better than nothing at all? The fact that you, you've been welcomed on board effectively. I don't really know. I mean, again, going back to the example of my utility company, there was literally zero value in it. So it went in the bin. And, and in the end, I just sort of thought, well, that was a waste of the Earth's resources and a tiny fraction of my time you know they're, they're the um, so it didn't I certainly didn't get any sense of oh I'm going to cancel this is ridiculous I just got a sense of well okay so a computer system automated that somebody put it in an envelope and here it is uh, th- there was no value in it um, but yeah. but at least it was a, it was a you know it was a touch point somebody had done something but I, I feel that could have been done better I mean, it, it could be anything, couldn't it? It could be like a phone call. It could be one yeah. of these Bongiorno videos. It could be a highly personalized email. It could be a, a thousand different things. Uh, but I think putting something in the road, and I have to say, I do not do this. I'm not trying to claim that any of this is something, you know, I've got no wisdom on this. I'm just suddenly thinking about it because you brought the subject up for this topic today. Mm. That would be a, a very good thing to do. And I can't for the life of me think why I don't do it, except for the fact that as soon as the deposit's been paid, I'm thinking, oh, great, it's done. I can now <laughs> treat them as my normal client and put them in my normal process, which hasn't really got a great deal of humanity in it, he said guiltily. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's the whole value of this section of the book, I think, just to remind us that this is probably a a delicate point where we think we're safe and we're probably not yet in the client's mind (laughs) safe. They're still at high alert judging us the most. There was a few other things in, um, I mean, Welcome Pack wasn't the only thing that this book came up with. So it suggested some other things like you might want to send them something that links to some of your how-to videos, something that might give them a list of blog posts or something that might be relevant to what they need. So, you know, particularly in the example where they might have to do the hard work of getting together their content for you, you know, I I think it might help to provide them with some help along the way to doing that. Yeah. You know, be active. I suppose the the problem with all of this stuff is if, like me, time pressure is not extreme, uh, you know, my, my day doesn't involve, you know, seriously minute by minute appraisal of what I'm going to do each and every minute. I, I can find the time. So m- my memory would be my problem, remembering to do it. So yeah, if I put in my process to do something, let's say it's to make a little welcome video and send it out to them with me literally saying, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. We'll, uh, I'll send you some information in the next couple of days about what you need to do, but I'm really thankful that you've joined us. Um, it would simply be a process of me forgetting that would, but if I put it in my process that I, that I go through, then I probably wouldn't and I would do it. Yeah. And I, do you know what? I think this is this whole series and this book is about trying to think where all the gaps, where all the leaks are, and then try and put some kind of process. So you, you make sure that you, you don't end up losing people just for ignorance or just forgetting it. So I yeah. think, you know, that's, uh, you know, what? going back, this is not today's topic, but on the last topic, we were talking about um, clients. It actually, the discussion made me get on and do something. And I, I think I was mentioning about uh, 
some of these uh, AppSumo deals that I bought that I haven't given to clients or are not using. So I, I did that recently. So I contacted them, did a video uh, on my existing customers, the forgotten ones. And now I've made it part of my process. So after I've built the site and they're on our hosting, after a certain length of time, then I will add in something so they can get their Google statistics in an easy form. So it's a little mm -hmm. value add to remind them. So yeah, that was just one of my... I, because I won't get to cover this anywhere else, but it was just that conversation we had last time allowed me to think about what I'm going to do next as part of my process. So that oh, will be built in now. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. So you've built that in, you've costed that in, that's fine, um, yeah. but you don't reveal it to them. You keep that completely silent and then you drop it on them as a totally unexpected, oh, we just thought we'd do this for you. We've been thinking about you and we thought, wouldn't it be good if you had some uh, easy access to analytics data? Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be a process. So, you know, so I get reminders, say, oh, you've got to, you know, tell them about this and add this. And it's a little value add, a little system mm. to do it. So in the same way, we're trying to, <laughs> trying to think about how we could do that with this gap. But as we discussed earlier, I don't think it's so much a problem with us because we do this real personal touch and get straight on with the job, don't we? Yeah, more or less, um, in my case, I would get straight on with the job. I mean, there's never like a list of seven jobs sitting dormant um, that need to be, you know, gone through. Normally it's, okay, I've got one job, finished that one, got the next job. And, and I'm very frank, you know, I do say I've got three jobs before uh, it would be your turn and that's going to take two months or whatever. So I, I say you probably won't hear from me for a couple of months, but it doesn't mean anything. But you, you understand that it's not beginning straight away because there's only me. But also, as I've said so many times before, uh, for me, the phone is my best friend. Actually speaking to these people, I I believe for me, works better than any automated system and getting on the phone and trying to communicate with people and leaving answer machine messages or leaving a video demo or whatever it might be. I just find that to be uh, enormously, enormously more effective than trying to do this through things like email or automated systems. Yeah, but you've not lost. So let's say you've got three jobs on and somebody's having to wait, I don't know, four, five months. Is, does that does it ever go that long? Uh, not start? normally as long as that. It would. I, I think if um, I don't, for a start, I haven't really had too many problems with this because the websites that I build don't take an extraordinarily large amount of time to, to uh, go from start to finish. But also the. The thing is, I will make it very clear at the beginning, you know, we're going to put you in, I, I call it the roster. I don't know where I got that word from because I don't use it in any other sphere of my life. But I, I call it the roster and I say, I'm going to put you on the roster and you are in second place or third place or whatever. So you'll be third in line. And in the same way that when your website is being built, you'll appreciate the fact that I'm working on that only um, you've got to understand that there's other people in, in front of you in the queue and nobody's to my knowledge, not booked me because of that, or has found that weird. They've just um, yeah. they've just accepted it, and you know I'm pretty pretty honest about how long it's going to take. You know, it'll be six weeks before we start. No problems. What about you? Yeah, I, I've not really had a problem. I mean, I, I guess I've learned from you. I've learned that I need to put more of the personal touch in. When I first started, and of course, you know, the, my colleague has been dealing with people on a personal level and she's brought in most of the work for me. So yeah. my experience is quite limited. But I did, I was taken by some of the arguments that, uh, you know, I was expecting people to come to my website and go through my booking form and I was considering should I try and, you know, get rid of these time wasters up front. Uh, but 
only recently, and this is really recently, I've decided that I need to get people to come on a chat with me. I don't care if they waste my time. I, the first thing, the first communication I want with them is to be a booked online chat where I can see them and I can talk to them. And I've only recently done this. And I think it's, I've lost people. I'm sure I have, even though my client, uh, even though my colleague has got them in, I've talked people out of a job where I don't think we had any competitor because I've tried to, if you like, pad out their brief for them. And I've really, I, I've made it too difficult for them in the first place. I've asked them too many complicated questions that they weren't expecting. Mm. I suppose the the benefit for us both of getting them on the call, because I do exactly the same thing. If I get a somebody filling out my form, one of the first things I say is, can we just have a 10-minute chat? Now, that works for me. I've always been comfortable talking to strangers. I'm yeah. fairly decent at it. You know, clearly I'm not the best, but I, I can talk to a stranger and get... get I, I can engage in the sense that I can strike up rapport, I think, fairly quickly. And and if I don't sense that, I can also sense that, well, maybe this isn't going to work out anyway. But my ability to to have a conversation with a stranger makes that possible. But clearly that's not going to work for everybody. But I'm sure it would work for you. You know, when you, when you have in the future start to have more and more of these conversations, half an hour is nothing i don't think to to put into a a conversation right at the beginning just to establish if you're a good fit yeah exactly i think that personality counts for so much if you can get a chat i I don't know why i was so slow really to do this i kind of i i guess i wanted to work out what it was so i could give them what i thought they wanted which is really a cost for their job and really i've completely turned this around by breaking everything into small components where I said, let's just get started, shall we? Because we'll work it out as we go along because, you know, booking one build day with me isn't going to break the bank and we Mm. could probably achieve everything. So I've very much moved to, you know, let me get before them so they can see who I am. And yeah, we are lucky because we've now, you know, put ourselves out there. So we're we're kind of aware of how we come across. Yeah, um, I suppose that's true. Yeah. And we've, we've talked a lot in, well, this is hardly public, but the fact is we, we have spent a lot of time talking over the last few years just to, to do this podcast and kind of thought a lot about these processes out loud in the same yeah. way that if you're just doing this by yourself in your own head or scribbling it down on paper, it may not have percolated through. So, yeah, you're right. We are very lucky in that. So I hadn't really thought about that before, about how the, yeah. the process of making this podcast and talking about all these things has probably cemented in my head the things that I wish to do and the things that I don't wish to do. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I wonder how, um, you know, somebody, well, certainly when I was younger, I, I wouldn't have the confidence to get on a call with just about anybody like I do now. These days, you know, it's because I'm so old and I don't care any longer. My ego is entirely gone. Um, you know, humor's there and it will save me in all situations but the younger me i don't know how i would have dealt with this yeah I, I i absolutely concur the younger me wouldn't have done very well with this at all i've just become better at talking um yeah. and that's that's obviously something which comes with time i'm sure that some people at the age of 15 are uh, you know replete with the ability to talk whereas others at the age of 50 will be uh, struggle to talk out loud to a stranger you know they, they won't know what they want to say i suppose if you have like a little bullet pointed list for me I just go into it completely cold I literally have nothing 
pre-prepared or anything. I just get on the phone and start talking. I do like what you just said just then about you're very clear on what your proposition is. You know, by the end of that conversation, in an ideal world, you'll have explained to them that um, we can achieve most of what you want to do in a day. That's what our business does. Let's just go for it. And you're right, a day's money, the amount that you're going to charge for that day is is not necessarily enough for them to go, no, no way. I think that's a, yeah. that's a really ingenious way of doing it. And I think you could probably, in half an hour, persuade very, very, a significant amount of those people. Let's hope so anyway. Yeah, I think it does seem to work now once I'm in. <laughs> I've got to go after a lot more customers mm. recently. But mm. since I've got my my systems in place i do think and i'll we'll find out as we carry on having these discussions but i do think it's the best it can be now with the personal chat the the low cost investment just to get started and we'll work it out and the quick start but even so i still feel like um only just recently i i've been thinking about this whole potential gap where you could lose people between for me between the chat that i have and them not booking mm. so i've tried to build into a process there uh an email which will be a recap of probably the stuff that i'll end up covering because i'll just want to know how it works and costings and just how we set things up but also a little kind of and maybe this is a bad idea pros and cons of working with us which gives me the opportunity to sell some of the benefits of us which i wouldn't be able to do so easily on the uh, on the call yeah but also to point out um, not negatives about us as such, but just some of our limitations, it's like the fact that we, you know, we're not next to them. We're not going to come in and have a meeting with them because we remote workers and that. So they need to know about that in advance. That's interesting that you would point out some of the drawbacks of working with you in that initial email. That's very brave. I don't think I would do that. I'd, I'd only focus on the positives, I think. But if you, if you, uh, if you're fearful that they might have expectations which simply are unmanageable with the systems that you're going to be deploying well fair enough that might be worth pointing out um yeah intriguing it might be a mistake entirely but actually there are a few things maybe this is again what we tend to do put our own anxieties onto our clients don't we so when we've had an issue with a client where then we kind of project them on all clients in the future yeah so maybe i'm doing that because there are a couple of other negatives that i would put in about um, you know, just be aware that if we want to, you know, work with, if you want to, us to work with other people that we, we need to know that we're working to one uh, person that there yeah. is you know, a project manager. So maybe, you know, putting that kind of thing is, is, is too much of a negative. Uh, I do like the idea, though, of sending a sort of summation of what it was mm. that you've spoken about and possibly agreed to. Whenever I go to a sort of client meeting, I always ask if I can record on my phone everything mm. that we've talked about and i make it very clear that 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 you know that audio file will be destroyed it's just for my purposes and then i then i come back to the office and i'm scribbling notes at the same time so i've got a paper version and i would say in 90% of the cases i never listen to that audio ever because my notes are good enough but occasionally yeah. i'll have stopped taking notes for some reason or other or want a bit of clarity on what was said and so i'll go back and listen whiz through the the audio clarify yeah, it get, get their wording exactly what what it was that they said you know the right verb at the right time and the right noun you know, because some part of their process might include acronyms and things like that um and and then i'll i'll send that back uh, i don't know how effective that is but it is something that i've done many many times before i don't do it all the time based upon the feeling i've got if i've come off the phone call 
or the meeting and I'm really buoyant. Yeah, oh boy, we really hit it off. We we were giggling and by the end of it, you know, I probably feel it's a bit much. Um, yeah. Not bother. But if, you know, if I'm in my normal process, I would send something very quickly. Here's what we agreed. Shall we Shall we get on with it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've not recorded any of uh, my chats. I've often wondered about whether I should or shouldn't. I mean, I probably need to. If they say do do again, I'll be distracted for about <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what's to lose if if you offer the question and say, uh, I, you know, we've got this half an hour slot. I really want to make the most of it. And so, memory being what it is. I'll probably forget a proportion of it. How about I record it? Is that okay? And I don't think anybody said no. Um, yeah. I can't remember anybody saying no. So I, I do that. It's not for everybody, I'm sure. I think we've probably got distracted, haven't we? Because we're supposed to be just thinking about, you know, how in this welcome window, you know, what things we can, when we haven't really come up with too much, have we? Well, I do think that, that was, I thought that was a good suggestion. You know, the summation of um, of what it is that yeah. you've agreed. You mentioned before we did this call that um, something that Paul Lacey had um, inspired you with. Uh, oh, a, yes. a really kind of... Well, just a, a quirky thing to do, which I think is really effective, just because it's so out of the ordinary. Yeah, so he's got on his site a uh, a funnel, and I was just intrigued, so I joined joined it. But I, I don't know if I got the the email, uh, all the emails that are supposed to be in that funnel. But uh, he certainly told me uh, that one of them just. Once they've inquired initially, he sends something out which is to the effect of, I was just thinking about you and came across this article. And of course, it could apply to anybody who wanted a website, but it just sounded, and I just love the terminology, it just sounded like um, you were doing something for that person. And I I thought that's really great. Yeah, so that, I mean, God forbid you, you automate that, but of course you could. Um, but he does. You know, but, dear, uh, dear merge tag, comma. I was just thinking about you and your merge tag website. You know, so it goes. Um, but it's nice. The language is really effective. You know, I was just thinking of you and some generic article about such and such a thing. I, I probably personally wouldn't send that as an automated sequence. I would probably um, decide to do that differently and have a bunch of articles ready, pick the one that I thought was best suited. In other words, what I'm saying is I have never done that, but I think it's a cracking idea, but I, I personally would do it in a, I would probably handwrite that email, I think, or send them a video because I'm so much into sending these little videos nowadays. Yeah, I think that's the thing. But it's a process, isn't it? I don't think it matters how you deliver. It's just yeah. that you know that you need to to fill in that gap. I mean, also in the book, she does talk about other things and uh, obviously thinking about lots of different types of businesses, but where the, there might be something set up that um, the team manager that you have makes a personal call to their manager after a certain point and that's set up. So you know it it sounds to me like you don't need to do this at all because you've not had an issue but i certainly uh, it's just making me think a little bit about where the gaps are and where you know what i could have on on standby it'd be really and, interesting actually because you and i um especially when we're trying to think of things to do in this regard it would be very interesting if we post this in the facebook group it would be 
um, fascinating to see what people do because I bet they've all got loads of little, you know, I send them a, um, a, a, a pen or a, that was a terrible example. Why did I say pen? <laughs> you know, some little trinket, some little free giveaway, um, a mug with our logo on it that can sit on their desk or, in, you know, like I said, a video or I send them something that I know is, is of value to them. I send them a bottle of wine or so, I don't know. There's probably a thousand different things, um, but we're yeah. just trying to make that impression, aren't we? We're trying to create the impression of professionalism and friendliness in my case. And, and and I kind of feel that by showing up to their office, by talking to them, by having a laugh with them, by being on the phone with them, I kind of feel I've done enough. Mm. So I probably yes. don't need too much of this. And also you're quite, I mean... Uh, the same as when we talk before we record these i often get a little snippet of your personal life which makes me feel a lot closer to you and i I, you know you were talking to me about some conversations that you had and you do that to them as well and i think that that's kind of endearing yeah i I genuinely end up finding out quite a lot about my clients personal lives i've told you this a thousand times before about the fact that i asked to deal with one person so i I'm pretty thorough on that rule. And that person can change from time to time. But nevertheless, it always ends up being one person. That's just just how it is. And um, get to know about them, you know. Oh, you, you, and little things just drop into conversation. And I can't help myself. So, you know, client the other day, just I was talking about something and she just accidentally dropped in that her husband is a plumber. And that was it. I was off. Oh, plumbing. You know, oh, we're having a bit of plumbing work done. And. And, you know, if work is delayed because I've had to I've had a bit of a family crisis, like, I don't know, my one of my children has had an accident. I've had to spend time off work with them while they're off school or something. I will just say it as it is. I'm not going to try and cover it up. Just say, look, I'm really sorry. Everything's got put back about five or six days because essentially my laptop's been shot because my son has injured himself. Something along those. Never had any comeback, negative comeback not once yeah 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 i think you know humanizing these things i mean again in the book there is a mention with the sort of welcome pack and things that can go in there perhaps photographs or biographies on people who might be dealing with their account now that's probably not relevant to us but in effect it's doing the same thing isn't it it's trying to personalize the people that you're going to deal with make them feel more human so there's that connection yeah i actually lost a client recently and it was so nice after I'd lost them because I, you know, very equitable about it. I, I didn't kick up a fuss or try. To be honest with you, I didn't even really try to keep them on because it was so self-evident from everything that was coming from their side that they'd got it. They'd got it sauced. They they knew from some hire they'd recently made within the company. They'd got WordPress under control, so they didn't really need me anymore. And so, you know, I booked a meeting, we handed over all the details, I gave them the admin login and told them about the plug-in licenses that they need to take on and all that sort of stuff. It was all very fine. And then a couple of days later, I just out the blue got an email which said, you know, thanks for everything. It's been a really nice dealing with you. And if we ever need a new website or anything, we'll come back to you. And I just thought, well, I didn't ask for that. That, w- that made me feel really great. Yeah, that's fabulous. That's how it should be, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? I, we can't fill in the gaps here, but I just wonder uh, if there are folks who do get as far as a contract and then there's this is a big job that they've got on, something that I've never done, where it's all gone horribly wrong when you do start working. Do you, I'd just be interested if 
people think that it could be down to this issue, this welcome window, this, you know, high alert time. I'd be really intrigued about that. Um, just for the benefit of everybody, it's just so that you know, um, <laughs> the the noise that you may for the next few minutes here in the background is, is an enormous drill outside my house and I can't do anything about it. It's just going to come on and go off. So apologies about that. I'm not even going to try and hide it from you or edit it out or anything. Yeah, so getting back to the subject, I've been super lucky in that I'm sure that this is true. Every contract that I've had signed has turned into a website. I don't think I've had that problem. But my position... Oh, this this <laughs> subject actually scares me because I would hate to have to deploy this in anger. Um, we talked about this before we started recording as well. My, my contract says that the deposit's non-refundable. The deposit could be as much as 50% of the project, depending on what's going mm -hmm. on. Um, and getting into that conversation, you know, if something horrific happened, maybe it isn't even their fault. You know, maybe their business is suddenly in crisis because of their own cash flow, flow problems. And they just want to pull out at this point where you've banked on the money. And let's be honest, as soon as the deposit arrives, you probably have banked on 100% of it arriving. You'll assume that you're going to finish the work. Uh, we, like I said, we had this discussion before, and I think in a lot of cases, I probably wouldn't deploy that um, mm. contract. I would probably just say, look, that's fine. I've not really done much. Okay, I've done a couple of hours. I'll refund you all of it or the vast majority minus a little bit for some work that I did start with. Mm. What would you do? Yeah, I think I would do the same. I mean, I've made everything time-based now, and I know there's lots of arguments against that, so it's not likely to come up. But I, I think I would, and I think it would make me reflect on this period, whether I did everything. Because in theory, it should never happen, should it? There should be, from when they sign up, there should be sort of incremental changes that are happening in that relationship. So there should be no surprises where suddenly they're asking for a refund because it's gone horribly wrong I, I think this is the area we're talking about today is probably the area where we are at danger because we think it's done and we're getting on with the work where probably it's the time to be listening more than ever that's yeah. what i feel yeah so yeah. i think i probably would because only now talking about it i'm aware that this is a potential area where it could be wrong so i'd probably refund because i would think it was my fault for not you know stepping people up to the, the journey correctly yeah so i think i'll yeah, it is interesting. Like I say, I haven't had to deploy this in anger, but no doubt there'll be many, many stories uh, of people who have had this exact problem. You know, that it's all for some reason it's all gone pear shaped and they have to pull out and have had to deploy lawyers and all sorts. Like I say, thankfully, in my case, it hasn't gone wrong. But you know what? It is interesting because before we had this discussion, before you and I started talking about this a couple of hours ago in order to make this podcast, I actually had a really different opinion about what this time represented, this time when maybe they are either thinking about paying the deposit or have already paid the deposit <laughs> and you're making a... So I always thought about this as like the least dangerous time, that everything became dangerous after they started to see the fruits of your labour and then start to go, no, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. I didn't really see yeah. this as a danger time, probably largely because it's all been fairly smooth for me yeah and i think it has for me on the 
the whole apart from me talking people out of their jobs but yeah, yeah. otherwise <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know the the refunds is a really interesting thing because all of us i think would like to be big people and refund but you know really if it's going to kill your business you just can't can no, you so you've got to sort of stand not. your ground no you absolutely you know? can't so whilst that was said in truth if i financially couldn't afford it i'm sure that i would have to be that person but um yeah. i'm working on the basis that um that i could and the potential stress of getting into a bit of what could end up being a litigious process um, may not yeah. may not be something that I really want to deal with. That, of course, and the fact that my contract has never been 100% tested in that case, and I don't actually know if it's got um, leaky holes in it, whereby uh, any lawyer would be able to rip it to bits. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm well. It works both ways, but really, nobody really pays me anything more than I'm happy to kind of give back, if you like, and yeah. I can afford to give back. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm protected from that reason. So, yeah. there's pros and cons with that. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, David, I don't know if you've got a lot more to say on this topic. This is a bit of a warning. You're on. We're on about forty minutes already. Is there anything right. that you want to scoot too quickly, or do you think uh, we've done this? Uh, no, we're we are done with this one okay absolutely so that was that was how many what are we on of our little mini series this was um leak number two in bryony thomas's watertight marketing we'll we'll get to leak number three uh in a future episode yeah all right bye 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 Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Always fascinating talking to David about these things. He's obviously been reading the book, Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas. Perhaps it might be a good idea to go and get yourself a copy of that if you've been enjoying it. There are some links in the show notes, but it's always nice to hear some fresh ideas around the, well, the very important topic of keeping clients no matter what point in the project lifecycle you are on. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Page Builder Cloud. If you want to dramatically speed up your WordPress website's workflow, then check out Page Builder Cloud. It securely saves all your templates to your own cloud. You can then reuse them on any other website in seconds. Page Builder Cloud works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, Breezy, Gutenberg, and many more. But it's not just for page builders. You can save your contact forms and ACF layouts too. Get a free trial today at pagebuildercloud.com. And WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. So, please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. Okay, I always sign these episodes off with a similar bit of information and it is to say we'll be back next Thursday for a podcast episode. Likely it'll be an interview this time, but we're also back on Monday. Very early in the morning UK time, I release the WordPress Weekly News, a summation of all the news from the last week in WordPress. And then at 2pm UK time, join us at wpbuilds.com forward slash live so that you can Comment on our live newsfeed. Me and some special WordPress guests will be chatting through the WordPress news from the previous week. And don't don't forget, if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash black, you'll be able to keep up with all of the latest and greatest deals coming in the WordPress space in the run up to Black Friday. Okay, that's all I've got for you for now. I am now going to present what I think is the most cheesy music thus far. 
I would seriously advise closing your ears at this point. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>